2: Thank <smart noise> you.
3: Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one ginger. Today is a very special day. Um, We're recording, trying to record our first video podcast. Vodcasts, they call them. This will only be available on Patreon if you are on our Patreon. Fingers crossed it works.
2: Fingers crossed. Who knows? (laughs)
3: Lots of technical difficulties so far. Honestly, I'm feeling liberated by the
4: adaptation we've mm. all been able to <laughs> adhere to. It's like
2: Apollo 13, right? It like feels there's alarms good. going it's off
4: like everywhere. We, don't, we, we were really comfortable in the medium where we were, but suddenly yeah. here we are.
3: It's kind of nice. It's like it's nice and thrilling. Like what's going to go wrong? Is all of our things going to get deleted? Jared doesn't know how to do video, but he's our video guy. I,
2: honestly, yeah, you could have got anybody to do that. <laughs> Anybody is as good as I but am. But
3: unfortunately, us. yeah, we don't have the budget for hiring anybody. So that's why you get your partner to work for Chump Change.
2: For Mango Carts.
3: Free. For, for Mango Carts. For Joy. For Joy.
2: For the joy. <laughs> you doing and right the love now? that I have Admiration. for you too. I would do anything.
3: Thanks, right. Jared. We yes. love you so much. I love you. Um, is there any housekeeping that we need to do before we jump right in? Other than saying um, our
4: Patreon yes. provides one new amazing episode per week. I don't know what else besides that we have to say.
3: I think that we also
4: have holiday merch coming, which
3: is you exciting. gotta keep your mouth on the mic. We also have <laughs> holiday merch coming. Holiday merch is coming. <laughs> I did design some new merch. It's in the works. Holiday merch. Holiday merch. I'm so excited about it. Did you even? Did you take a look at it? I did. I love the one. The the first E Underground merch was next level for me. Yeah, we're doing a special merch item for our Patreons. That might be the best thing I made. Best thing
4: I've ever seen. I know.
3: I kind of went too hard on it. It was amazing. It's kind of industrial chic, like you gen zers will love it (laughs) it's truly perfect Uh, anytime i put neon green into a short design like something happens to me like i yeah it feels like the matrix something happens to you (laughs) because it feels it feels like the matrix it feels like weird like industrial she was
2: wearing like a a leather trench coat
3: futurist industrious i do have a maxi leather trench coat that i i'm gonna start putting on because it's getting a little colder outside
2: she looked like a hacker when she was creating these. She was just yeah,
3: sitting there, just that's the vibe. You feel away. like you're a hacker if you buy yeah. this merch. I'm a creative hacker. Um, yeah. so yeah, all that's coming to you. Hopefully, if this goes well, this will be on the Patreon. You will see our beautiful faces and our moderate
4: to severe faces,
3: Or moderate black <laughs> eyes, <flexorizes. laughs> whatever you
4: think, moderate to severe to severe faces. We're
2: taking something for them.
4: Yeah,
3: we yeah. are. We really are. Yeah. Um, okay. So, do you guys want to get into the day today? Yes, please. Okay, let me bring up my computer. I have to do this like in real time uh, because I usually have my computer sitting in front of me. Okay, so today is November 6th. What? November 6th.
4: Spooky season's over. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. It's almost my birthday.
3: That's even grosser. That is, I know. Your birthday's in less than a month. Oh. But Alexis and I did decide that we might go on a European vacation for her birthday-ish. Yes. Which I'm very excited Sorry, about. Sorry, Jared. I'm excited for both of you. If you're not invited, no big deal. We're going to look at some wedding venues, possible wedding venues for me and Jared. Perfect. But it'll be like, bonding. And it's going to be a first degree it'll trip. It'll be
4: perfect. I can't wait. It's a work trip. Um, if you have any cases from Greece slash <laughs> Lake
3: Como, you let us <laughs> you know might. and we
4: will cover Dude, them. They
3: might. Dude, Lake Como is where all the fucking Spooky rich people seasons. go. Not that I, we are. We, I don't even Just know. Just let us know.
4: Any Lake Como and or Greek islands... Cases you need us to cover,
3: we're your ladies. That's right, we're gonna go interview people. There's gotta IRL. be something. Oh, yeah, there's gotta be something 100%. So on November 6th, 1939. The Toy Box Killer, a.k.a. David Parker Ray, oh, was born. No. Do you, you know about he's the Toy a Box Killer? terrible kill- guy. Terrible guy. Have you heard of the Toy Box Killer not. before?
4: He makes me sick.
3: Yeah, he's fucking disgusting. So he was from New Mexico, and he came to be known as the Toy Box Killer due to his soundproofed truck trailer that he converted into a torture chamber and referred to as his quote-unquote quote-unquote, toy box. Sick fuck. Sick fuck. Once he was in his truck, he subjected his female victims to unspeakable agonies using BDSM equipment, sex toys, whips, crops, surgical blades, and various saws. And it's believed that he operated for many years, often impersonating an undercover cop and that he had accomplices, including women that he dated. So this dude, he was like doing a little Bundy thing, like a little cop dress up. But then also the fact, like when you could get Somebody else to join in on your fucked up delusions. Yeah. That's what it always like throws me for a loop. Well,
4: we talk about this a lot. We're always baffled and bamboozled, frankly, by yeah. people who find each other yes. in this yep. quest for like inflicting pain on people. And it always blows our minds that um, they find each other. Because the idea that one person could do this is insane. The idea that two would align themselves in this is even. Harder to believe
3: Yeah Because you have to be A sociopath You have to be A straight up psychopath Straight Straight evil And then be complicit With someone else
4: Which is even harder
3: Yeah It's that It's uh, always blows our minds Baffling When we find people That find each other A million percent Right
4: Jared?
2: Find each other For better ways You know
3: Yeah Share
2: something in common That's a little more productive Like what Jared? I don't know Music? Uh, Going to concerts together Taking walks. Oh. Eating Italian food.
4: Oh. Jack doesn't like we pasta. We don't have that. He's just trying to push These the are, Italian food that's on That's something me. that I wish. Jack doesn't had. like Mexican food either. It's okay.
2: It's okay. She
4: only... She has her preferences. It's fine. I like, I, like, I, like, I like Asian food. It's
3: just...
2: That's cool. Find somebody that you can enjoy some Asian food together.
3: That is right. Yeah. And we did. So... David Parker Ray successfully destroyed... I'm sorry, I had to cut you off.
2: It's okay. I think
3: it worked. I think it worked. Uh, He ended up successfully destroying evidence of his crimes, resulting in his being convicted for only three murders. But he remains this prime suspect in as many as 60. So only got convicted of three, might have killed up to 60 people, and he got 224 years in jail. That's sickening. So his birthday is today, or was today, I'm assuming he's dead. This was 1939. But what I found very interesting is when I was looking him up is there's a little known fact. More serial killers are born in the month November than any other month, like twice what? as many in November as any other month. And I thought we could do a little deep dive on why that is and who these serial killers are that were born in November.
4: What I think we need to do first is rewind and see what nine months from November is. So, mm. so that it's would be
3: February. Okay, Valentine's so, Day, baby. As I was doing a little research about it, they're like <laughs> not. how is that a bad thing that maybe many of these, peop- these people were conceived on Valentine's Day or around Valentine's Day, but it is very interesting. Well,
4: it's not necessarily that they were, but like people were like, you know, women feel this immense pressure to be with men and men are like I guess my parents want me to settle down so no Valentine's Day I feel like everyone's very like let's get it on
3: even if they don't want to they're like I guess I'll have sex it's just kind of that's
2: yeah that's
3: so we're gonna get into all the November serial killer-ness of it all for True Crime Rewind because I found it very fascinating I'm fascinated but before then spook (laughs) spooky it's past spooky season Uh, sorry (laughs) <laughs> Until then, we have got some bitching to do.
0: Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty?
3: Okay, welcome to On The Stand. You know the drill. Every week we bring a person, place, thing, or an idea to the stand that we're either loving, we're hating, we're bitching about, we're raving about, and we talk about it, have a good conversation, and then we vote if it's guilty or not guilty. Bring it to Instagram. You vote if it's guilty or not guilty. And then you can bring in your own On The Stands on Facebook or also call into our On The Stand number. Alexis, do we have that? Oh, you better believe we have our (laughs) On The Stand number. So,
4: if you want to call in you're on the stand in air area grievance to us which we will commiserate with you can call us at 818 446 6889 again that is 818 446 6889
2: we're going to turn that into a jingle
4: 818 446 6889 okay yeah 818 818- 646 you fucked it no. up <laughs> Okay. Woo. That's what we're doing. You call us. You tell us. You air your grievances. You
2: call us. You
3: call us. Otherwise, it's all over, friends. We We need you. We're going to play one of your on the stands for us today. And then if you don't hear yours, we might be answering it on our Patreon. Because we have extended on the stand episodes right on Patreon. So... I'm going to go first for my on the stand. Now, I feel like there are so many on the stands when it comes to traveling because I feel like every person's worst side really comes out when you're at the airport and when you're on an airplane. airplane, There's just so much bullshit that goes on. People are
4: hung over when they're going to travel for some reason and then their fuse is so
3: short. It's Mm -hmm. not even that. I feel like the people are just so disgusting. And And so rude. And it's like, I feel like there's... People don't act like that in normal life. Like when you're at the store, people aren't as rude as they are when you're playing. Is that what you think, Jared?
2: Yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah. I I do agree with that. Uh, Nobody wants to... Nobody wants to be there. No. No. Nobody... Like you're there... I mean... Nobody's you're, enjoying even traveling. Even if you're going on a vacation, you can't get there unless you sit your ass on that plane. That's right. It's, and it's, it's pretty it's, disgusting yeah.
3: unless you're in first class. And even then, it's not that great sometimes. And then you're paying $20,000. This cookie
4: is going to make up <laughs> for the fact that this man's feet are in my face. <laughs> this biscoff. <laughs> yeah. A biscoff <laughs> will undo all the <sighs> wrongdoing I've been undone to.
2: First class sure does help, though. Not that I've ever sat in first class, because I'd really think I I'd maybe one time in my life have That was first
3: class. it? Really? Yeah. I save points for it. I know. Me too. And then I only if somebody else is paying for it. Do you want to tell Alexis who we saw on our plane the other day? Tell me everything. Any more information? What did we see Starts on Starts with the Gavin. Ends with the Rossdale. Oh, Gavin, Gavin Rossdale. <laughs> yeah,
2: he was on our flight.
3: What? Yeah,
2: handsome man. Wow. He wow.
3: Is, you know, he aged like fine wine. I actually great. don't know how was old he, he is. Was married to... Um, Gwen
2: Stefani back in the day.
3: That's what I thought. Coldplay's.
2: Weird. Uh nope, that would be Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwen <laughs> Stefani Rossville? was the singer, of no doubt.
4: No, Gavin Rossdale was Bush. Bush. That's what I meant. Yeah, close yeah. though. Cold I'm play. super interested in musical like yeah. coupling. Yeah, this. yeah. Well, this
2: this is one of one of the famous ones from the Obviously. 90s. Obviously,
3: I feel he, good about it. Yeah, yeah, he he was in first class, and we were in the measly uh, comfort plus. But we did see him. He was on our plane, and it was a good celebrity sighting. But I'd you know like, what? Hey, he been didn't been want to be on that plane to either. See you And Gwyneth Paltrow do well.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wanted to be on that plane. Yeah, he
3: didn't want to be on that plane. Anyways, so everybody's disgusting and rude when they fly, and Uh, something. And we've talked about so many different aspects of this on the stand because I feel like they're all applicable. But what I am bringing on the stand today, tell me everything, is when people use the overhead compartment to put their under the seat luggage into. Now you are looking at me like you might do this. If my plane is empty, absolutely. But planes aren't empty
4: anymore. They're packing those
3: planes to the brim every single flight. Well, if my plane
4: is empty, I do it because I'm like, well, I want to sprawl out and I'm a large, tall gal. (laughs) If I'm like 5'10", like I think if if the plane
3: is empty, I should put my stuff up there. If your plane is empty, but let's, Do a caveat with no planes are empty anymore because Mm. they cut all the flights. Because I can't remember the last time I had
2: an empty seat next to me on a plane. Never. There are no
3: empty seats. So we're going to say that the plane is full. And people are using the overhead space to put their under the seat backpacks in. Rude. Now, this is the reason. Now, this has a ripple effect. This is now the reason why people are crowding the plane because they're scared that their check on luggage is not going to make it in the overhead compartment. But they're doing that because people aren't using the under seat. Uh, storage area yes. for their little backpacks and then they're just like throwing a jacket or throwing like a purse in there so somebody can't fit their luggage and then they have to check it and then that leads to like this overwhelming collective sense of anxiety for flying right. I'm anxious just hearing about I it. Hate it I hate it I mean I just think again as a common courtesy you should just use your allotted two spaces for the s- space that they're supposed to be for for those said luggage pieces million
2: percent I agree if it's a full flight, I mean, as soon as you start to see them make those announcements about like, hey, come up here and check your bag because it's yeah. a full flight. It's like,
4: well, I think then they start to, like, there's nothing worse than when they pop open your overhead bin and it's like, is this yours? Uh, and you have like an underfoot thing available yeah. and it's
3: like, yes. And it's like, wow.
2: <laughs>
4: and you've never been
3: shunned bigger in your life. Well, you know what I had to do recently and there was space for this. I had to put my backpack up there. Because I have a Tumi bag. They made it the correct size to fit right underneath the seat. Tumi bags are for floing. Floing. <laughs> I have a great floing. They're for floing. Hella for floing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, for- I packed my... Fucking backpack to the brim. You know, every time that I fly, it's like the first time I've ever flown the way that I pack. I can't believe
2: the way that you pack. I mean, I'm
3: very, I'm very organized and I know where all my shit is, but I will pack my suitcase to the brim. I am the same way.
2: That's so insane. And I did it for
3: my backpack because we were on tour. I was gone for a month and I needed as much shit as I could have, but it somehow stretched my suitcase or my backpack out and I couldn't fit it under the seat. So I was forced to put it up there and I felt horrible. You shouldn't. I did it after the plane was full, but I felt bad because I'm like, I do preach against this and I hope nobody saw me do that because it goes against my morals. I think they're okay. I think everyone's okay. You think so? We're all just doing our best. Traveling's really fucking hard.
4: Schlepping shit around is really hard. I think it's like, hey, um, if this trip is really important and like maybe you need to pack some extra stuff, like I think we can all resonate with that. Like if someone's loved one is getting married overseas, if someone's boyfriend betrothed is on a tour and yes. she needs some things, like... We're all trying our best. We're trying our best. I don't think we should disparage. I think it's like, hey, sometimes we're anxious. We want to bring more than we were allowed to. And it's like, but we're trying to just feel good while we're there. That's right. You know, like, I don't think it's meant to be bad. Thanks for making me feel better. It's true. It's we're all just trying to make ourselves, like... Wrap ourselves in the comforting arms of her items <laughs>
3: while we're away. <laughs> <laughs> and that's frankly That's the why truth. I like being
2: home. All my stuff yeah. is there.
3: That's right. That's Our, exactly the truth. Okay. Well, I'm going to say... Uh, Not she, guilty. Well, guilty. It's putting your under-the-seat no, thing into the overhead bin. Guilty, guilty. Forget Not that.
4: guilty, depending on the circumstance. <laughs>
2: okay. That's Who's fair. going next? I'll go. Jared, Mine wasn't, mine's air, mine's airplane-related, too.
3: Wow. Okay. We've been traveling a lot okay
2: it's happened kind of recently to me my, i'm putting on the stand wearing honestly any fragrance other than deodorant Whoa. onto a fucking airplane wow Whoa. that's a good one because nobody you can, I can't get away from the the woman next to me who smells like my grandma like but what if she smells worse without
3: that fragrance
2: hmm.
4: but see, that's my only sort of
3: but in when you're in like an enclosed tiny area it it's like a nice fragrance is just as bad. Are as you BO. on a
2: date going to the movies or to a restaurant? No, not even movies. Don't even, don't even bring that shit to the movie theater. <laughs> are you going to a restaurant, a club, maybe? Are you going to be outside, Clerk.
3: moving around? I don't need. I think it's the stagnancy of not moving, and you're stuck next to this person. That and a lot of people are allergic to fragrance. I don't need
2: you sitting next to me with like ten sprays of Curve all over you. You know Curve.
3: Yes. Curve's fine. Yes. Or the green acts. Curve. It's in the same it's in the same vein as like eating a stinky meal on the plane, like, like a bring hard like, boiled
4: egg. Yeah, which happens to be one of my favorite
2: meals. <laughs> I love a hard boiled egg, and it's really not that stinky unless you let it sit out for. A well, while. No. if you
4: make a delicious
2: a devil egg, devil, devil egg, egg out of it, that's got to You mix
4: some fucking vinegar in there, you're mm, perfect. That
3: has a bit of a scent. God, so
4: delicious. I'm but, just saying, like, yeah, No one doesn't a,
3: like a hard boiled egg. You know what I also love? Like a tuna melt. But you know what's gross on a plane? A, a tuna, tuna melt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I knew you were going to say tuna melt.
3: Really? I
4: was going to say a sizzling well, yeah, fajita. yeah, you said you love tuna A melt. sizzling fajita on a plane would be rude. But in real life, like, holy shit. I mean, oh a Oh, my God. Sizz- they, if they, like, brought dance- it back and it was, look like, sizzling. That dancing meat <laughs> and cheese and veggie. Like, that is a meal oh, dude. working to be eaten. Like, it's seducing me with
3: its dance moves it's look at on me the plate. grill. I love oh. it. Like, I'm fucking here for it. I'm going to say guilty, Jared. That's a good on the stand. Yeah. No Fragrances just come as you are Put on a lot not, of I clinical strength guilty. Deodorant <laughs> not guilty Because
2: it just
4: depends it's like ooh, the fragrance is bad Until it's not until there's a Dancing hard-boiled egg next to you And it, all you want is a fragrance
2: No it's like if you ever walk through like a duty <laughs> Like a duty-free area yeah it stinks. it's Stinks the, the mixture of all the Fragrances <sighs> it just makes me feel Like I'm sick or getting sick Yeah I hate
3: it mm, yeah I agree Anyway, is a big agree. I think it's guilty A No more
2: fragrances. Okay. Just wear your deodorant and move on.
4: Fragrance during flight, fine.
2: Okay. <laughs> guilty. Right. Cool.
4: Not gu- guilty. Right?
2: Not guilty for you. It's guilty for me.
4: Guilty in the majority.
2: Oh, yeah. Two out of three say guilty. Uh, I'm agreeing.
4: Oh. Guilty. Okay. It's guilty. Oh, okay, guilty. All right. What are you putting on the sand? Oh, God. I don't know. Um... So, what I'm going to put on the stand is... So, we're not at Thanksgiving yet, but I'm ready to bring it into... uh,
3: The vernacular?
4: The vernacular, sure. So, I am so down for cranberry sauce. Okay. I mean, I'm not at all, but I'm not going to disparage anyone for it. But I think like a canned cranberry sauce, where you can see the like divots from the can... (laughs) Is that's my problem? You have a problem like, there. Even if you're okay with that, like mash it up so you can't see the divots. Yeah. It's it's just if you can still see the marks from the can yeah. on any food, I want you to mash it up beforehand.
3: What other canned foods are really smushed in there like a cranberry sauce? Nothing.
4: It's the only canned item that's like it. But uh, I don't like I don't like cooked fruit. A canned cranberry is not my jam. Nope, pun intended. I ah, got him. Um, I'm not into anything that looks like the can on the outside as it does on the inside. We want to see the
2: inner skeleton of the can imprinted yeah. on the food we're about yeah, to Yeah, that's right. I agree.
4: It's a little bit
3: too uh, a little
4: bit too processed. And listen, this actually isn't anyone's, like, it doesn't extend anyone to just mash it up with a fork a little. No, yeah. we all You know, have. like, it, we're not saying you have to go buy something else. We're just saying... Disguise it with a fork, and I, I with feel the like, prongs of a fork.
3: I feel like the way that that is served is they kind of cut it in slices with the can. Like they cut it in the can divots is I love the it. guide mm. for the slices of cranberry yes. sauce. And then they serve them as little cylindrical uh, they discs. Ch-
4: they s- they sell it, It's like sheets, yeah. yeah, slices of cranberry. 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 And I made a hand motion when I said that. Cranberry. Unless you want
1: to
3: like make a very symmetrical open-faced sandwich where you're getting like a circular piece of bread a circular provolone mm. a circular cranberry oh, oh. a circular smashed something else i
2: gotta say man fuck cranberries
3: you don't like your cranberry no nope. yeah cooked fruit sucks i don't guys.
2: like any cooked fruit i don't like don't mix my fruit in with all my thank don't you, mix my fruit in with my dinner i'll have it for you, breakfast jared. or dessert
3: jared doesn't and like i felt f- so supported get he, on out of here with that fruit it's not even just cooked fruit. You just don't like fruit in a, a place that it doesn't sucks. belong. Let me
2: clarify. I love fruit.
3: Sometimes Jared's like, "Wait, is Exclusively. A, he'll be like, "Is
1: that a
2: stone
3: fruit?" He like
4: knows all about I it. Love a he's stone got fruit. the categories. The
2: big pit. And you got to eat around it. They're usually Yo, pretty juicy.
3: I love a stone fruit. Here's the
2: problem though. Is like once you once we get into the weeds with like, with now it's stuffed into a can and <laughs> we're gonna take it out of that can and it's gonna look all gelatinous and weird. Uh, it's Too gelatinous. And then we're gonna slather that all over. We're gonna ruin some dish at Thanksgiving with that. A
3: savory, meaty dish. Yeah.
2: I say get rid of the can, but do it with the cranberry shit inside of it. Throw the whole thing away. Yeah. Goodbye.
3: I agree. I'm. I'm not into a canned cranberry. Do what you can. All right. Well, I think now it's time to listen to one of our lovely listeners on the stands. Hi, lovelies. I'd like to put
1: on the stand the concept of people crowding around the baggage claim at airports. Um, I'm prosecuting it with the holidays coming up. I just hate <laughs> you're traveling, you're trying to get your bags, and, like, there's people standing, like, elbow to elbow, like, right pressed up against the baggage claim. And so you have to, like, wiggle your way in there and try to, like, get your suitcase off the baggage claim without, like, hitting somebody or, like, hurting yourself. So I just, you know, think everybody should just back up a few steps and then it's a lot easier to go and get your bag when it comes by. Hey, thanks.
2: You know, it would seem like most people hate being at the airport.
3: <laughs> I know we didn't even pick this on purpose. Yeah, we j-
2: we did we did ours before we listened to this one. This is just and what you
3: d- a random one you picked in the email, right? Yeah, I just picked it from random
4: from our Google Voice.
2: And from- I gotta say, it's a good take because the baggage claim. I don't know if people realize how this works. It just goes around in circles
4: forever.
2: If you yeah. miss it, it's coming back around. And that's it. Like you don't have to stand up there. You don't have to crowd it. You know, there's it again. This is in line with the people who, as soon as they hit that ding to take your seatbelt off at the gate,
3: ding,
2: the people who run all the way as far up. Oh as Oh my they god! Can. Remember
3: when that one guy just did on the plane? It's fucking
2: crazy. There's no need for that. Just a little bit of patience will go a long way, and it'll probably keep your blood pressure down too in these scenarios. Because how stressful to want to get in front of people so bad that you just have to crowd. Even the front, you know what I mean? Right up on the on the rim of the fucking carousel.
4: Yeah. Just... Look at Jared's doing a whole hand motion. You can't see it. I did this. But he has like this visceral real this like understanding of what's happening. Italian
2: in me. It's yeah. a
4: little round,
3: around <laughs> baggage claim. Totally. Yeah, I agree. If everybody would just take a step fucking back, just step back. Nobody'd have to crowd because you getting close to the baggage claim is not gonna make your bag come any faster. Any faster. So, but you know what? You standing close to the baggage claim is gonna obstruct. Somebody else's view that could get their bag and then get out of your way.
2: Here's my favorite thing to do when I'm flying with the band. We have a lot of heavy, like, ro- like really heavy artillery. Booting- yeah, it looks it. like it looks like it might have
4: artillery, maybe right?
2: It, uh, not any sort of weaponry, but you know, <laughs> musical
4: uh, artillery.
3: Yeah,
2: musical throw artillery. These r-
4: words
3: out
2: musical for any TSA agents listening to this Musical
4: artillery. They might call it.
2: So my favorite thing to do is, I mean, these things are all at. The capacity for the weight, so they're all at fifty pounds, like per bag.
3: Well, because you follow the rules, we follow the rules. Well, and <laughs> and I don't he doesn't have Delta and I'm cheap. Delta status to have an overweight bag like I do.
2: So what I do when I grab my shit is I just kind of hoist it over the thing, and like I don't look behind me, and then sometimes it just hits. Sometimes you knock out a small like, child. Hey, no, I don't hit a kid with that. I mean, I'm aware of the children. I don't oh my god,
4: to the children. what's
2: happened? But you gotta watch out because you never know. Someone might be incapable of like keeping a hand on their heavy piece of luggage and it's going to hit you. Yeah. Another and reason. Then it just, Stand back. Safety.
3: I think it also just stresses people out that might not be able to grab their bags as fast as like an able young bodied person that now when like when all of these people are crowding around the baggage claim you're just again it's just inducing all this collective anxiety from everybody because you're not allowing people to breathe everyone's afraid and see their shit and be
4: everyone's able to take afraid. it out in a timely manner because you're tr- anxious about getting their stuff well
3: people are just trying to get ahead of other people but it's like you know what again well, it's out of fear it's mm. It's out of selfishness and fear and narcissism and fear and people are dicks. Greed. Fear. Greed. Greed brought us here. We're watching the watcher.
4: Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Did you watch watch it? it? No. Oh, Oh, it's it's really good. good. Hey friends, we're going to watch it and then we're going to talk about it some other time on Patreon. Yeah,
3: we will talk about the watcher. All right. So we now this I'm saying guilty Guilty. on the baggage claim is so fucking guilty. Uh, Guilty. Yep.
1: Visit the realreal.com and use code first at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply.
0: True crime. Yeah. It's rewind time.
3: Alright, welcome to True Crime Rewind. Like I said earlier, we're going to kind of dive in to why so many serial killers were born in the month of November. It's bizarre. It's a really interesting fact, you know? Yeah. Um. So this is something that I found on Uber Facts. uberfacts.com which doesn't sound legit but you know what i'm gonna take it anyways all right
4: we're (laughs) telling you where it's coming from friends here we are Uh, yeah i'm
3: not claiming this but it says 17 serial killers were born in november compared with an average of nine for other months out of a total of more than 100 in the study those born in november are more most likely to believe that they got a raw get a raw deal i don't even know what that means what does that mean?
2: Get a raw deal? Yeah. Like, uh, a fa- not a fair shake. Like, uh, there's, the cards are stacked deal against you. you
3: got the short end of the oh, stick. Oh, yeah. so people born in November think they got a short end of the Bad stick that deal. they might end up being a serial killer. Yes. And it said, oh, a, a 2005 study found that they grow up to be the most pessimistic compared to other months. Huh. Apparently, people born in November. That doesn't surprise me. I mean...
4: As a December baby myself, yeah. the people born around me are truly um <laughs> truly <laughs> shameful.
3: <laughs> got him. Okay. So fucking <laughs> <laughs> got him. Got <laughs> him. So I looked up two different things for this true crime rewind. Which one do you want to go through first? Do you want to go through because I'm like you know, what does November mean? And the first thing that I went to was astrology. Yeah, I'm into that. Do you want to go to that? I first? think just go your organic way. And I will you support know I love you. astrology. Let's I will get support into you
4: it. every minute through this. I'm
3: stoked. So as three people that don't really know anything about astrology. We're not
4: into it. We don't follow it. My which mother is, does. Which is the
2: same as people who do know Honestly, about astrology. Honestly, my mother also
4: my mother does loves astrology. Oh my God. She made me a whole book about like, hey, This is when you were born and the time you were born and under the thing you're born. She made me a whole book. I have a whole thing. Yeah. yeah, I
3: wanted to make my, we had an astrologer on lady gang once and she went through the, it was your, your rising, your, mm, your sun, your moon, and your rising. Anyways, whatever. I got into it for a second. So, so the astrological sign in November is Scorpio and Sagittarius. Scorpio is from October 23rd to November 21st. So that is going to be your main sign in November. So when I was looking this up, uh, I looked up the negative facts for Scorpios. Uh So we can kind of go through these negative traits and see how that could kind of push one to become a bad person or a serial killer. What
4: we suggest them...
3: That they are. (laughs) And I'm not claiming. If you were born if you're a November baby, we are not saying that you're a bad person. We're not saying that you're gonna be a serial killer, but we're just stating some random facts. There's nothing that we can
2: do. These are facts. These are facts. This is your
3: truth. This is the stars. This is your truth. The stars don't lie, you know? Yeah. Hips don't lie, according Um, to Shakira. So it says that Scorpios are famously discreet and even secretive, with an air of mystery around them.
4: Ooh, I love a good secret keeper.
3: I feel like you might have a little Scorpio Honest? in you.
4: Well, I'm December second. That's my birthday. I'm basically November. Like, oh, what so, you're but saying- you're a Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius, okay. which is like
3: all wrapped up in this it is. Yours. So Scorpios can <laughs> get jealous very easily and it says they see everyone as a competition so they're envious of their competitors. So I don't do that. Not I'm not talking about you. Well, you're not a Scorpio for, though. This I is respectfully. I'm just giving my play by play. Yeah. So you...
2: I like how you're like, no, I'm definitely not that.
3: (laughs) I'm just here
4: to like keep everyone who's who's on this journey (laughs) to stay with me.
3: Um, So it says that they can also be secretive. So obviously a serial killer has got to be secretive enough to be a serial killer because they have to hide evidence like toy box killer fucker did. He had so much evidence that he was only convicted of three three murders when he could have done up to 60. Uh, Love that. It says they seem aggressive... says Scorpios are filled with such intense passion that they can appear aggressive at times. So obviously that works into that. They may seek revenge. If a Scorpio Whoa. trusts you and you betray them, don't expect them to forgive you. Never. Oh
4: Jared. Oh. Oh. Jared, can you handle this pressure?
2: I can't handle non-forgiveness. That to me sounds...
4: Dude, if someone, if I was like, I beg you, I can't handle that. Well,
2: you know i feel like
4: well what there you ex- has to be some sort of what you expect of... is for them to be like yes of
2: course yeah yeah but, yeah, but if they but they someone's like no? no no i this is i'll I keep the story anonymous and that. brief but there's somebody I who i wronged that. once and i apologized for a week yeah and i got nothing i got no no no, <gasps> no, no. apology uh, not acceptable well,
3: what how oh, bad, bad was the thing wall. that you did to them
2: i called them a bad person behind their back but they <gasps> happened to hear it
3: jared uh, that's pretty bad bad person anyways okay let's stay on track so (laughs) it says that scorpios also may seem manipulative they have an innate ability to persuade others oh what which a serial killer would obviously need to perfect for
2: a serial killer they need
3: to be able to do that now they said and the last one is they can be dominating they feel secure when they have control over their surroundings so this all these things can tie into but you know what i as I always say with astrology, it's all kind of bullshit and very vague and blanket statements. You could kind of apply that to anything, but I wanted to just kind of give a little insight of the negative aspects of Scorpios. But I will say there's a lot of things in there that don't resonate, but you're, I'm not saying you, I'm, I'm no, saying, I, know. I mean, <laughs> resonate with anyone that in a, who's, a yeah, serial that killer? I know. But I, we're not talking about people you know. We're talking about you're serial you're not hanging
2: killers. out with serial killers.
3: Yes, for the record, you're all these things Jack said, serial killers will have them. This is the and point they of may this be episode.
4: Born right before my birthday, yeah. which yep. is
3: December second. Yep. Yes, and you're not a serial killer. <laughs> Lord help me! I think with Lex this just episode. wants us all
2: to remember. Her birthday is December Listen, 2nd.
4: I don't even care about my birthday.
2: Okay. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right. I believe you.
3: All right. All right, really? I believe you. I told totally you. You guys, we didn't
4: you. even celebrate it really last year. Okay.
3: <laughs> this is going to be the messiest episode I've ever heard in my life. I'm so sorry to anybody listening. Okay. So the first one is Carl Eugene Watts. He was the Sunday morning slasher. He was born November 7th of 1953. He was convicted of 22 murders. What? And it's- and suspected to have committed more than a hundred. I've never heard of him before.
1: He's skewy.
3: Um, he got busted breaking into a home to attack two more women, and eventually died of prostate cancer.
4: Ew. Well, well deserved.
3: Well deserved. Uh, Belle Guinness was the Black Widow, born Belle November. Guinness 11th. is a fascinating serial killer. 1859. She's one of American history's most remarkable Black Widow widow serial murders. Uh, she killed up to 40 people, but she also stood over six feet tall and weighed 280 pounds. Whoa! And throughout the first eight years of the 20th century, she used poison, fire, and a variety of means to exterminate both her husbands, all of her children, numerous friends, and nosy bodies, and dozens of gentlemen callers. Jesus. She
4: didn't fuck around. She's like, nope. You're (laughs) a big nope, and you're a big nope. She would kill...
3: Oh, sorry. Her own children. A she was the. has killed anybody I mean, that came Belle in her and oh. fuck around. Um, that's crazy. Okay, the next one is Charles Manson. We all know him. He was born November 12th, 1934. Don't have to get into his bullshit. Uh, the next one is Kristen Gilbert, the Angel of Death. She was born November 13th, 1967. Now, she was one of those Angel of Death serial killers. She was a nurse, and she eliminated at least four patients in her care and was convicted of attempting to murder two others. So what she would ad- do is induce cardiac arrest in her victims by flooding their systems with the heart stimulant of a fin
2: whatever uh rinvoke
3: <laughs> did
2: you say rinvoke not rinvoke oh. um
4: is that what you guys are being advertised constantly it is on hulu Fuck. it's always saying i'm getting rinvoke a lot yeah. and like it, it disrupts getting- my skin clear- with clearer- it clearer- <laughs>
3: It
2: disrupts my skin with rash.
3: Yeah, I get that one a lot.
2: (laughs) Fuck that commercial. Onward.
3: Onward. Moses Sithole, which Moses shithole, the South Africa strangler. In just Mm. a single year between 1994 and 95, he terrorized South Africa with dozens of rapes and killings known as the ABC murders. Uh, He was a piece of shit. The next one was Derek Bird, the Cumbria killer. November twenty third, Dennis Nilsson, who was the British Jeffrey Dahmer, was born on November twenty third, nineteen forty five. Um, he was a serial killer, and necrophiliac, took at least twelve lives, but he Damn. lived in London or the UK. And then Charles Starkweather, the teenage thrill killer, Ted Bundy was born November twenty-fourth. Oh
2: my God! It just keeps Sick. going.
3: And then Rosemary West is the last one, and she was a British housewife, and her fr- and her husband Fred West tortured and murdered at least nine young women between nineteen seventy-three and nineteen eighty-seven. I've heard of her before. She also killed her eight-year-old stepdaughter Charmaine in nineteen
4: seventy-one. Charmaine, no.
3: Fred uh, died by suicide in 1995 while awaiting trial. And she continues to be locked in prison to this day where she will remain until she dies. And she is only the second woman in English- England's history after the not- notorious Moore's murder, Myra Hindley, to be given a whole life sentence. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. So all of those wow. serial killers, there seventeen born in November, twice the amount that's born in any other month. So I thought that that was very fascinating. That wow. is, you know what?
2: It's it's all Valentine's Day related. I'm
3: totally they all fucked on Valentine's. Everybody's Day. Fucking that's on Valentine's right.
2: Day, and then popping out these little maniacs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fuck them! All right. Well, these people are pretty <laughs> fucking bad, naughty. And when we come back, we're going to hear the bad things that you people have done.
0: What's the worst thing you've ever done?
4: Come one, come all. You're all terrible, but we're here to make you feel better about it.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: Truthfully, we've all done things we don't feel good about, but there was a reason we did it. And we're here to uh, deconstruct all of those reasons and to uh, illuminate you as the truthful, incredible being that you
5: are.
3: Let's get into it.
5: Okay, so I'm calling with the worst thing I ever did. And this is definitely going to resonate with anybody who's ever worked with difficult people or who works with clients that can be difficult. So here goes. I took one for the team. So a couple years back I was very new in my consulting business, but I was having some success. So I was working one on one with clients and I was also leading a mastermind. So It was about 20 people who also wanted to do what I was doing one-on-one with clients. So I was essentially teaching them the tricks of the trade to get started. So I had two facets of my business. So I took on this client one time, and he was an absolute nightmare to work with. If you've ever worked with clients, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So he was overly demanding. He was way outside of scope. He would text me, email me, call me at all hours of the day. He was rude. He was demeaning. I could go on and on and on, but it was just a horrible situation. And I am not innocent in this. I knew going into it that he was going to be difficult, but I thought, you know, it's going to be a teaching experience for me and I'm going to be able to share my experience with my group. So (laughs) this Long story short, it didn't go well as expected, so we worked together for several months. It was horrible, and then we ended up deciding that it would just be best for all involved to part ways. So after I, you know, gave him a partial refund, and this had been six months of working with him, I was losing hair. I was losing weight. It was absolutely horrible. I'm so glad that I'm much further along in my journey, and I would never take on a client like that again. Now I know better. But so as soon as I gave him the partial refund and kind of severed my ties, I sat down and I recorded a 40-minute video listing every single red flag and reason that I shouldn't have taken on that client. I talked about every horrible thing he did, his personality traits that I should have known, I should have known better to not take him on as a client. So I recorded a 40-minute essentially roast of this man, and I was never going to post it publicly. It was just to my paid mastermind members. And, of course, I didn't use his name or his business or anything like that. I was going to keep it anonymous. So that same day, I was actually scheduled to do a walkthrough with his new consultant that he had hired. And, spoiler alert, they also didn't last long because he is an absolute horrible person to work with and just a horrible person in general. But so I was doing a walkthrough and kind of handing over the entire project to this new consultant. So instead of sending his 30-person team and the new consultant the walkthrough of our conversation, I emailed the client, the consultant, and their 30-person team my 40-minute roast video that was absolutely brutal. And while in my group, I was planning on keeping it anonymous. They all knew exactly who I was talking about. So anonymity was definitely not a thing. I didn't even realize that I had done it for, like, an hour. And then I got a barrage of horrible texts and emails and calls from this person, rightfully so. Um, So I laid in bed for, like, six hours and cried. I was mortified. I thought my career was over. But spoiler alert, I am now more successful than ever in my business. I've learned so much. I will never work with somebody like that again. And honestly, I sleep so well at night knowing that I got to say every single thing that I ever wanted to, to this horrible, horrible man. And I know because he is a very vain person, I know that he listened to every single second of it. So at the time, it was absolutely mortifying, and I do feel really bad because It probably damaged his business, and it certainly scared the new consultant away, and I'm sure it was very embarrassing, but everything was true. Everything was completely factual, and it now helps me sleep really well at night, and sometimes if I'm feeling a little bit down about myself, I remember that I got to say everything that I ever wanted to one of the worst people in the world, so that is definitely the worst thing that I've ever done. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much. I love the show. Bye. Oh,
2: my God. Well,
5: <laughs> that went right where I thought it
3: was going to go. And sometimes we'll get these on worsty firsties that we think it's going to go in the crazy direction. And then it doesn't. and We're kind of disappointed. But this really. I think this might
2: be one of my favorite ones I've ever heard. It took us because, on a roller coaster. Because what you, while what you did was not anywhere near close to the worst thing we've ever heard. No. It is such a satisfying Relatable. feeling. Especially knowing that like everything worked out for you in the end. and that, Yeah. Like, you found success. And like this honestly probably helped you figure that out a little bit sooner, I would imagine, because there's no greater tool than knowing how and when to say no. Yeah. In your business. Like, I feel like the way that you went about this is like hilarious and like filming something that's 40 minutes of you just like getting everything Ripping, off. So, yeah. Yeah. Like it's fucking hilarious that you filmed it
3: she did the thing that like therapists tell you to do when you like are missing your ex you're going through a bad breakup they're like write them a letter don't send it and keep it like in your drawer or something just to like get your feelings out get your emotions out process it to process it and to kind of free it from weighing you down right she did that exact thing (laughs) and then accidentally fucking sent it it's to, kind like, of so many it's people. It's kind of a yeah, power but no, but move. I love like, it. This is what I was going to say. Have any of you here,
4: my friends, Jack and Jared, um, have texted the wrong person? Oh, yeah. And then you accidentally texted the person you were talking of shit course. about. Yeah, or you're screenshotting right? but like, something. But, like, it's not that bad that they know the truth. Like, once it happens, it's happened to me where I've literally texted the person I'm I was talking shit about, to text and it actually turned out better because uh, they were like, that's how you feel. I'm like, you guess yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not it looks, that it was, looks like it wasn't ready to confront <laughs> this here today, but now I've got us. So, so yup. But the point is, is that like more often than not just like be yourself. It will usually turn out. Okay. Because your friends or people around you are horrified to know that they've disappointed you or that they're unhappy around you. Like, I just feel like when that happens, it's generally a blessing in disguise. Cause I've done that a few times and the wrong person's got the text. Right. And I was like, oh, actually, I was talking about you. And yeah, I'm so uncomfortable that I can't even tell you the truth. And they're horrified. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, you can, honesty is um, um, your friend
3: in a weird way. I think that the best takeaway from this is realizing that everything passes. Yeah. Because in this moment, like, even hearing your story, like this is a fucking embarrassing story. For sure. Like it makes me cringe. Like I have secondhand embarrassment for you in that moment, because that really is kind of everybody's worst nightmare, especially in a professional aspect. Like in a professional setting, you're like, my career is ruined. Like there's no coming back. People think I'm this like petty, crazy fucking person. But to hear now that you're in the best place you've ever been, obviously like if you believe in all things happen for a reason, like you got through it. I think that that is a great reminder to take with you as you move forward in your life. When the next thing happens that you find very embarrassing or heartbreaking or whatever, that you will make it through and get to a point where you laugh at it. Dude,
4: everything that's made me want to die has really made my life.
0: Like everything, that shit. Every um,
4: devastation yep. has actually like built me up in a weird way. Yeah, you're sitting here. Can and even the one okay. that hasn't, they've every miserable disappointment is actually like been the best thing that ever happened to me i know that sounds like i'm just saying that but it's not i mean it it really it's true i
2: think there's no better this is so like cliche for me to say but there really is no better tool when you're trying to find success than failing failure and and to be fair in the moment it feels like a failure but i think in the long term when you look back at something like this as you just shared with us you realize it was probably a really important step in your life relieved so. way you're to
4: relieved go. by the stepping stone that emerged as yeah. a result
3: mm-hmm. of like your recalibration and i'm going to say is this really is,
2: this might be the best thing
3: that was i loved this it it was the I best you know thing. perfect you're a great storyteller i had visuals the whole way I through i loved it i love that you were very thorough in your storytelling as long we had to do two parts and Thank you so much for calling. Call us again if anything else bad happened to you. Yes, please. We want more information. Not bad happened to you, but Oh, you did God. <laughs> we want more you information. Did bad. 100%. Um, okay. Well, that is the end of today's episode. Alexis didn't prepare anything, so we're going to see if she has a free form that she would like to do, or if you <laughs> yeah, would like to... Yeah, let's freestyle one. If you would like to just include a Seinfeld clip that makes sense right here. Nope. Free form it is.
2: <laughs> free form. Here we go.
3: My name's
4: George Costanza, and I was born in November. My soul is like each dying ember.
2: Ooh, watch out!
4: Maybe, maybe we'll make it to September, which leads us to our favorite.
3: World we'll always remember.
2: There you go Yes Here Jared go. what do you have I was, This was for remember I was yeah, tapping my next, temple you go next
3: You go next This oh. is how it goes I was gonna
2: use the word temper But does that work? Yeah. Temper works mm, Something go about on. George Having a bad temper Yeah 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 go go Um, i not a lyricist
4: mm. mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Jared bought a new guitar That's a Fender
2: Ooh
4: And I'll stroke it Like
3: it's I don't know, Jack. You got that one, like <laughs> Pretender. Ooh, whoa! D- the main has a song called Pretender. What? That works, dude. You could have thought of this. Way guys, ahead. I feel like we're we're kind
2: of like the Beastie Boys.
3: And you know what? Oh, and we're back to remember. <gasps> we like did a full circle, and now we're remi- we're rhyming again with November. Mm. Well, this is you know this is a think tank. You guys really are seeing how the sausages. Put on made. your
2: beret and start snapping. Honestly, this
4: is your Costanza stanza. We'll
3: be back
0: for more later. Bye, See friends. You friends. Later. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is,